Hello and welcome to a podcast about something. Today I've got the guys from the Soul Bread podcast. I've got Josh and Jonathan on the line, and we are talking about movie franchises that just won't die. How are you guys doing today? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Yeah, we're doing well. Thanks for having us. All right, good to have you here. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about the Soul Bread podcast and uh, what our listeners can expect when they they go hit subscribe on your podcast? Um, yeah, so so we're, we're a podcasting group. Uh, we've been um, recording since February of this year, so four or five months in. Uh, nice. Primarily we started in January, so reviews. there's about maybe two episodes a week. Um, Monday's episodes we have uh, uh, music reviews by and large, going over what had happened over the weekend. And then we have another episode on Thursday that becomes more of like a talk show, more of a conversational topic based um, and just a sea of tangents. We usually have an outline that we like to stick to, but it always falls apart. It's that's great. That's, that's great. great. Thursday. I love it when outlines fall apart. Uh, this will go well, though. I know we have an outline. Yeah. For this. this is going to go great. <laughs> that's good. I'm, I'm excited to see how yeah. this one falls apart because there's there's a lot of tangents to go off on here. Uh, absolutely so um that's great check them out um sure you can hear them on pretty much every podcast uh listening app probably the one you're listening to this on right now so check them out subscribe rate and review them subscribe rate and review us on itunes um you can follow us on twitter at apa something do you guys have twitter or anything like that yeah twitter at soulbreadcast uh, facebook.com slash soulbreadpodcast then our website soulbreadpodcast.com all right, so make sure you check them out on all of those places and everywhere you can get podcasts. So, like I said before, we're doing movie franchises that just won't die. Um, this is pretty much any franchise that, in my mind, is longer than three um, entries. Uh, we stayed away from comedies for the most part, and we didn't do expanded universes like the MCU or Star Wars, or as I like to call it, the Justice League pile of trash uh, extended <laughs> universe. So uh, we stayed away from those types of things, and um, we're, we're just going to get right into it. Um, so I, I'm a big fan of franchises that like that dig into that build a build a solid world. Um, anything that digs deeper and deeper into the lore of the world that they build in the first episode, I, I'll, I'll just keep watching those. What what is your favorite part of a franchise versus like just watching a, one movie in a that doesn't have a series? Okay, for me, it's always been like the character development. That's kind of a big thing is watching them grow and develop and like get smarter and stronger. And as you say, build upon the world as it is. That's always a pretty cool thing. So. No, that's good, especially when they have a good foundation of a character or or a few characters that they genuinely want to build off of. Because it, it it always sucks when they have like a missed opportunity where you think if you go into their backstory, you create a backstory. Those things become better. Yeah. Um, for me, it's it's. I mean, by and large, a lot of the franchises, at least in recent years, have been more kind of action based, yeah. and it is a little mm-hmm. bit easier to to you know sit down in a movie theater for ninety minutes, hundred twenty minutes, whatever it is, and and watch and be entertained because I think with a franchise they have to keep kind of ramping up that level of action, um, and be and become kind of a bigger thing now some of them go too far which we'll get into later yeah. but when yeah. correctly i think it become a i think it can become a very entertaining um piece of entertainment yeah and 
Um, so like I said, with the character development and the, the world building, Alien franchise is one of my favorites, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that part. Um, but that, it does both. It, it keeps building where the aliens, or the xenomorphs came from, and then it, it's done it twice with characters. It did it first with Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, Ripley in the first series, and eventually it kind of fell off at that point, and then it did it again. Um, it's doing it now with Michael Fassbender's character, or the, the androids that Michael Fassbender plays, and right. kind of trying to build that up. Right, yeah. Um, I think Prometheus was was my first introduction to the the Alien series. I think I watched the very very first one when I was way too young to do so, and haven't done it since for obvious scarring reasons. But uh, I can see that Prometheus was a good reintroduction that has sparked my interest again to watch yeah. those movies. Well, so that's what happened with me is I saw Prometheus when it came out and it was this big thing and I had never seen any of the Alien movies because the first two which were the good ones were before my time so I, I just never had any interest in going back to them and then i watched prometheus and i'm like okay i want to learn more about this world and knocked out i made i did the the first four alien movies that are just alien movies and i did the first alien vs predator and i was out on alien vs predator 2 I, I i don't after alien vs the first alien vs predator i knew i couldn't do another one of those <laughs> i can't say i blame you i watched the first one too and and it, it's not it could have been so much more. They could have done a lot more with the storyline on that one. That's fine. Yeah, it's it's a cool idea, and they just I don't know. It's I think it's kind of like you said that that they tried too hard to build the the world, and it, or it was just too much exposition, or like they had to explain everything to you when we just want to live in this world and watch aliens fight predators. We don't too many we don't care why they're doing it. Right, there were too many people in Alien vs. Predator. I just wanted to see Aliens vs. Predators. Exactly. It could have been a, it could yeah, have been we, a twenty-two minute special on ABC or something that they just were fighting the entire time. They could have killed like all the people in like the first five minutes of the film, and I would have been okay with that. It's yeah, and just pretty much that Predator and Alien just duke it out the rest of the time. Because they were just all forgettable characters anyway, so it could have just been Aliens and Predators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that would have been good. And um, Pacific Rim is one that I haven't seen the second one, but the first one, it's. They make it a lot about the the um, the robots and the monsters fighting more than they try and make it about like there's a little bit about the people, but it's more let's see these things fight because that's why you're showing up to this movie. It's you don't care about the people at that point. You want to see big robots fight in the ocean? Uh, I yep. think they could have done a little more on the like the, the story building on that one and build the world out a little bit more on uh, what's that Pacific Rim. Other than that, I didn't like it a lot. It was pretty cool watching the robots and everything and them filling in the story and kind of explaining why they were there. Yeah, yeah. So are you guys um, – are you completists or, like, will you just cut yourself off at some point? Because I'm a complete – if I dive into a franchise, if if I've seen the first two, I just make myself watch the rest. I've, I've got the fifth Bourne movie and the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie sitting on my hard drive just waiting for me to watch it, and I haven't found a good time to. Uh, no, for me. I mean, is there a good time to watch those, really? Yeah. No, I don't think so, but I know I have to. <laughs> yeah. if, if it's not an interesting story anymore, I, I'm done. It's it's got to be something that keeps my attention. Otherwise, I can't sit down and watch it. Yeah, I I applaud your effort, but if if I'm getting to a point where every series has every series has has one, they can do one where it just didn't work out. Characters weren't there. Writing wasn't that good. Everyone has has one. Technically one and a half. If halfway through the other movie, if you don't bring me back, I 
I check out just mentally and occasionally physically leaving the theater. It's just, yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. I don't like my time being wasted. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And I, I don't have a lot of time to waste. And yet I still find myself when I have an opportunity, I'll still go back and hate watch these movies. Like I didn't like the fourth. I liked the first three pirates of the Caribbeans. I hated the fourth, but I, like you said, I got to give the fifth a chance now. And, and I know it's bad because every review says it's bad and everybody who likes it, Likes Pirates of the Caribbean says it's bad, but I've, I've just got to watch it. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty much done with that series after the fourth one. I was I was hoping it was going to be a continuation of the first three, and they kind of went complete different direction on that one, and I was like, I'm done, no more. Anytime there's such a great gap between like four and five or, or sequels in a movie series, I, I never think it's. A, I feel like the gap between four and five was so large that it just. You, you, yeah, you, and, they, and they went. They brought in. Younger characters, I again, I haven't seen it, but they brought in, like, the younger versions of all the characters, so I don't know how they're going to do... I don't know how they did that or why they did that. That doesn't seem to like, make sense. When, whenever just, you've got to bring in younger versions, it's not a good idea. They 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 tried to do a sequel and spinoff in the same movie, which either you're going to continue a story that you've been building for X amount of movies, in this case four, or you're going to introduce these new characters in a spinoff way. You can't do both. It becomes just this mess after a while speaking of that series i think what they should have done personally i feel like they would have done better if they would have went with the prequel instead kind of explain more like the jack sparrow character because you know everyone's kind of like the characters as it was and well, yeah and it sounds i just with a prequel it'd be hard to because you'd have to get somebody you wouldn't be able to use johnny depp so it'd be hard to get somebody to match johnny depp's jack sparrowness right but right. but like you said i think that is a good idea to to look in because he sounded like he had a lot of fun adventures before, you know, he met the rest of the cast in the first one. And that, that could have been a way to go. And they just went in a bad way instead. And really that's probably going to happen at some point. They're going to do a prequel yeah. five, six years down the line when, you know, after they realize that, yeah, these movies aren't working, they're going to reboot at some point And it's going to be a prequel of captain Jack Sparrow. And they probably just use a lot of bad CGI. Yeah. Or they'll try That's to make true. Johnny Depp look younger. They'll still use Johnny Depp, but then just use CJ to make him look younger. Yeah. Lazy pants. Yeah, that's always a mess, too. It worked once in Tron um, Legacy, and then after that, it was it, it, it hasn't worked. Did it, did it work in Tron Bridges? Legacy? Yeah, yeah it, it made Jeff Bridges look younger. Yeah, it made him look younger. It also made him look like a robot. Which yeah, I guess I, he was in a video game. Maybe that's why it worked. Three-year-old cyborg. I don't see what the problem is. It, 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 <laughs> is that not it? <laughs> so, so you're saying you liked Tron Legacy? I am saying I thought the effects were good to make Jeff Bridges look younger. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, we might have to end this now, and, and that, that'll be the end of it if, if Tron Legacy is on the top of your list. It is It is so very much not, believe okay, me. Okay, good. Again, a good story you can't follow through. I was bored by this. How am I bored by Tron? Yeah, but, but Tron was boring, and I, I went back because I hadn't seen the first Tron. That was another one that was before my time, and I hadn't seen it. So I watched that first, the first Tron, and that was interesting but boring because it was 80s effects and 80s storytelling, which was always kind of slow. Um, but it was interesting, even though it was slow and boring. And then you somehow made the second movie with great effects even more boring. I, right. Yeah, I don't get that. Awful. Awful. All right, let's move on then. Um, are there any movies that you guys um, that you think should have spawned a franchise that didn't ever that 
these aren't ones that like looked like they were trying to set up a franchise and it just fell through, but like just a movie that you really like and you want to spend more time in that world. Uh, for me, I, I kind of like horror films a lot. So one that kind of caught my attention, I think they could have actually built it out and made a franchise out of it, was kind of the Jeepers Creepers ones. Uh, the first one I thought was really good. And then they went way out left field on the second one. It was like it wasn't even a horror movie anymore. It was more a comedy to me. So that one. I they more. they did three of them though, right? Did they? I that don't follow horror movies at all. I, I, I do not follow the Jeeps creeps. That is, I leave that up to you. I'm not sure if they did three. I haven't seen three. <laughs> we'll go. You, you were out after the second one was bad. Yeah, and and if there if there is three, if you don't even acknowledge that the third one exists, it can't be any good. That's the review right there. It's immediately forgettable. For me, yeah, the that, only one that I could really think of, I think, was attempting to become a a series, and that was Master and Commander. But that came out at the same time that Pirates of the Caribbean did. So you had these two, I don't want to say pirate, but maritime-based movies. Okay. And Pirates was telling this kind of fun story with, with this fun character of Captain Jack Sparrow. And, and Master and Commander was attempting to do this very serious sailor life kind of movie. And it just didn't – the market wasn't asking for two boat-based movies. And then if they're going to give them a serious one and a fun one, we're going to pick the fun one. Yeah. It's backed by Disney, so we're going to pick the fun one. That yeah, was the, the closest. The fun one really uh, popped up there. Um, there is a third Jeepers Creepers. It was released in 2017. So you can so, go back and watch that now if you want. When was Jeepers Creepers 2 released? Wasn't that like I don't even Earth? see it on here. Again, what a stellar review that it must be that it can't. It's not even included. That was a while ago. Also, let's be real. That's a terrible name. Jeepers so the Creepers. first one was in 2001, and I'm trying to get the. I'm in a hotel, so my network is not great right now. I'm trying to get where the second one is. I want to say that. Yeah, we'll come back to that. 2003. So the first two were right back to back, and then they tried to make a third one 15 years later, which. I'm with you. I don't. I don't like that when they have that big gap. Comedies have been trying to do that a lot lately with Zoolander and Anchorman, and it's just like this. And uh, Super Troopers just it, it's not funny, and it's not funny to make the same jokes you were making 15 years ago. Right. And it's weird because they they do keep Super Troopers, Anchorman, and Zoolander were all very last what two years they they had their third or, or the most recent sequel. And yeah, I mean, does Hollywood not understand that you can't? Is there an example of them pulling that off where they give a sequel a 10 year plus gap and it's as well received, not, like not a, a, a reboot, but like a legitimate sequel. Is there an the example? The only one I can think of is, I don't know that Dumb and Dumber was successful or good. Um, the one I can think of is the before midnight series with Ethan Hawke, which I haven't seen that, but my wife really likes it. Um, it's like before, or not before midnight. It's like before sunset, after sunset, something like that, with Ethan Hawke. And they did eat, they did three movies, and they did them each ten years apart. But they planned them each ten years apart, and the characters actually grow ten years apart between each movie. So it kind of makes more sense. It's not Will Ferrell being three years older, actually fifteen years later in Anchorman Two. Right. Yeah, yeah. He he looked. That was a rough three years for him. <laughs> yeah. And Anchorman was the second Anchorman was okay, but like Zoolander was not good, and I didn't like the the sequel to Dumb and Dumber. Um, so I yeah I don't know why they just make a 
just make a new movie with the, the same people in it. It's not yeah, that hard. And, and with Zoolander, I think they relied so much on like celebrity cameos and celebrity names yeah. that you're not you're not making it's basically a commercial. You're not making a movie. You're making a commercial. That's 95 minutes long or whatever it was. That's not entertaining. For, I'm not going to pay attention to that the whole time. That, it was not entertaining. It was. I mean, Justin Bieber I, I don't, was killed, so it had its high points. But it, it, in terms of the entirety of it. But they the, showed it in the trailer. Right. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Yeah. Really. If anybody hadn't seen Zoolander 2 and was worried if Justin Bieber makes it or not, you don't have to watch the movie anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't. He does not make it. Two but watch it anyways because that part's good. Is that two for two of him acting and dying? Because he did that in CSI. He also died there. Got gunned down. Oh, Watched no, I didn't know that about CSI. That's good, though. No, <laughs> That's good, though. Yeah. So I had I had two movies that I, I wish had spawned franchises, or just like I wanted to spend more time in the world. The first was um, I, Robot with Will Smith, and I just watched this again the other day. Um, it was It was just kind of a cool world they built with the robots and the robot revolution coming and him having to stop them and the, the one robot also helping to stop them. And then they, they kind of left it open for a sequel, you know, with all the old decommissioned robots, they had them standing there at the end, ready to do something and they never did anything with it, but it, anything with Will Smith, I'm, I'm usually in for. And that just seemed like such a cool world to, to be able to go back into. They could have probably cut Shia LaBeouf out, yeah. um, but I, I would have gone back for more. Yeah. That was a good one. My fear was that they they would have brought Shia LaBeouf back in terms of like a bigger role after like you know nearing his Transformers level of fame and that kind of stuff. That's true. Yeah, he was he was getting bigger then. Right. Yeah. But iRobot is a is a fantastic choice because they have a a, a yeah. huge amount of ways they can go from that. And even now, I think Will Smith can still carry that movie just name alone, kind of. Um, I don't even think they need the Will Smith character, to be honest. I think it was – if they did a, a sequel to that one, they should probably go with uh, – kind of expand more on what the robots are going to do. That would be yeah, more interesting. Yeah, and that, that could be one where, you know, it's been 10 years since the first one. You can you can just pick up 10 years later, like have a little exposition blurb about what happened in the last 10 years, and here's where the world is now, and they still got all the robots there. Like there's a lot of cool things you could do with that. It just kind of made me think. What if they had uh, Jaden uh, play? <laughs> if they have Jaden Smith play, no. it won't even be no, no. Let's let's leave Jaden out of it. We don't need him. But he did so well in yeah, All exactly. right, bad example. But he he's trying. I think yeah, his... speaking of Will Smith, did you guys notice how his first son is just gone off the face of the earth? Because he had a son from his first marriage. I think his name was Trey. And he featured him on the Big Willie style album. He was in there talking on some of the the songs, and you just don't hear from him anymore. Uh, we forgot about Trey. <laughs> the one thing we can't forget. One thing we can't forget from 2001. Uh, what was the? You're right. He had a son mm-hmm. named, or has a son. He's not dead. Yeah, he, he still has. As far as we know, the son is still alive. I you, yeah. I I have no. I I totally don't remember hearing anything about him. Because he, he married Jada, and uh, Jaden and Willow came along, and then Trey's just gone. Like he doesn't. Maybe he's with his mom, and he doesn't want anything to do with Will Smith. I don't know, but I, I've always found that odd. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like the uh, the limelight. Could be. Just Could wants be. to be a normal kid with really big ears. Who knows? There's really no way to I mean, know. He's got to be in his twenties by now. 
Yeah. Hmm. All right. If any uh, any listeners know what's going on with uh, Trey Smith, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter. We would love to know. Um, the other one that that I wanted to spend more time in was uh, Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. Did you guys see that one? I did see that one. I thought that one was good, but I think it was better as a standalone movie. I don't think they need to make a sequel. I don't think they need a prequel. I think they just it was fine the way it was. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I I guess I just like robots, and the the robot boxing was awesome. The, they oh, had yes. a tie in. Go ahead. No, and I mean, it it, it was clear you like robots. You went I robot yeah. just off the bat. I mean, there's there's definitely a theme here with the movies I I want to spend more time with. Um, but they had a they had a PS3 tie-in game that uh, I really liked it. It was actually a really good fighting game, and you could level up your character. And I always like boxing movies. Um, I'm gonna do a sports movies podcast down the line, and that's gonna be one of my top things I hit. Is boxing movies are always great. Um, so just tying that in with robots would have been awesome. And that's another one that you don't necessarily need Hugh Jackman's character anymore. The robot fighting is enough to at least get me to pay for a ticket. Yeah, that was actually probably the best part of that movie, too. Speaking of boxing movies, how do you feel about the uh, Rocky franchise overall? I love the Rocky franchise. Yeah, that's one of my All favorites. of them? I've never seen Rocky Five, so I can say everyone that I've seen, I love it. Okay. Rocky Five is the one that people will either exclude for personal reasons... Or grit through their teeth and say, okay. no, it was, it was, it was refresh my memory on Rocky Five because I think I may. I mean, I'd rather not. not. Do you really want me to, to go into. Yeah, just a little bit. Just, you know, the main. Our, our listeners need to know, too. Yeah. Need is such a strong word. <laughs> um, no one needs Rocky Five. From what I've been told and from, you know, seen, that was specifically titled Rocky Balboa, right? It wasn't like actually Rocky Five. That was the one that was no, just. No, no. Rocky Balboa was Rocky Six. Rocky Five was. Um, like right. 10 years after Rocky four and, um, he was training, um, the guy was a wrestler in real life, but so he was, I don't know if he was training him or if he was just this up and coming boxer, but he gets into it with this guy that's in his twenties and Rocky's in his forties or fifties and he's got brain damage, which they wrote out of the movie by Rocky Balboa. Mm. Um, and his kid like gets into a fight with this guy. And so I think he has to go up against him and he fights him. Uh, the, the, I think the character's name was Tommy Gunn, or the actor's name was Tommy Gunn. I think you're right on both. Guy, yeah, it was, the the actor was uh, it was Tommy Gunn. I was thinking of Rocky the actor's Balboa. Tommy. That was the one that I was that was in my that came out like 2005 or yeah. six or something like that. Yeah, that was the, I, I actually liked Rocky Balboa. Um, I, I don't think he would have actually stood a chance in a ring with at 60 <laughs> with somebody who's 20, but I I enjoyed watching it still. Yeah. Good, fair enough. Have you seen the All Creed? Right, um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin off on that too, and it's kind of a continuation because it's just showing him getting older, and now he's, you know, has a new, essentially a protege at this point. <laughs> yeah, really. So, well, well and that's great. Like, there's nobody better than Michael B. Jordan to, to run a franchise. I think he's he's one of the best young actors out there right now, and I he's sure. one of the guys I would watch in anything. Yeah. I think I have to agree with you on that one. I don't think he's ever heard a bad movie. Fan- uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, I forgot that one. See, we often do. But anybody that wasn't his fault though. Gets redemption. Gets redemption in the Marvel universe, so it's fine. Yeah, that's true. And we can't blame any of the actors in Fan Four Stick for 
what happened in that movie. That was not their fault. And it was terrible writing. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible everything other than the, the actors they chose. Because I, like, I was really excited for that movie because they, they chose... I liked everybody that they chose for the parts. I like Miles Teller. I like Kate Mara. I like Michael B. Jordan. Um, and they just made a mess. Yeah. Happens. And specifically happens with Fantastic Four. Yeah. I kind of like the first two. I was a really big, big fan of the first one. The Rise of the Silver Surfer was... I was disappointed by it. I don't say... I, 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 I won't say I dislike it. But I, I, all, I wanted more from it. Yeah, we were all young there. So, it, you know, we can't be blamed for liking that movie. <laughs> True. Yeah. Sure, words never been spoken. So that, uh, along the same lines, any false starts that that you wish would have kept going, um, movies that tried to start a franchise and for whatever reason the second one just or the third one never happened. For me, in the way that it actually happened, the the series couldn't go on, but the way that they had ruined the value or the integrity of Avatar: Last Airbender. Yeah really is disappointing because you have um, a story there that you can do legitimately three or four films just right off the bat and probably five yeah. at least yeah and well, how, how many seasons did the show go seven seven mistaken so you could you could theoretically turn each season into a movie sure and yeah it would make absolutely sense. and and, and not have story. any of the things that were in this movie. I think that one, I, I, as much as I hate reboots, I think that one actually deserves a reboot. I think if they just really just follow the, the storyline as, as the show. Uh, what's wrong with reboots, by the way? What? What's wrong with reboots? Oh, man. Sometimes you need it's, new boots. It's worked for Spider-Man right? twice. Yeah. yeah. That's my favorite character in all of comics. Okay. And he gets... Mine too. He gets a new Spider-Man. He gets a, he gets a new Peter Parker every like four years. That's the problem. Yeah, that's great. We, we never run out of Peter Parkers. Exactly. And they were all good actors. Uh, it's just too many. And they were all good movies. Weakest. Andrew Garfield yeah, was of probably the weakest. Yeah. But they didn't. Yeah, learn but they had Gwen Stacy, and they did Gwen Stacy right. True. Yeah. Yes. But they didn't learn what happened in Spider-Man Three when they have this overload of villains. And then in Amazing Spider-Man 2, they have an overload of villains. And then you don't get to have the franchise anymore. Then it goes over to yeah. Marvel. Like, and they didn't, even have, they didn't even have the over... They had two villains, but... Well, I guess Rhino was the third. Right. But they just, like, kept... They dropped way too many Easter eggs of, look who's going to be in the next one. Look who's going to be... Look, here's an octopus suit. Here's a vulture suit. Like, we get it. We know who those people are. You don't have to right. to really tease us that much. I think the problem with the Spider-Man reboots is probably the same thing that they do with the Batman reboots is they kind of start from the beginning all over again. Like, Spider-Man's been in high school for, like, the past 20 years or so now. So well, he's a of, high school character. He grows up at some point. Yeah, but yeah, in the but, comics, he was in uh, college for, like, 10 years. Well, that's college. He's he probably still it. in college in some of the comics. My problem is if they do, like, an adult – or I bet it's adult version, but a grown-up version of Spider-Man – they're going to do the somewhat Christopher Nolan style of it being dark and gritty and and and, and not Spider-Man. Not Peter Parker. That's not Peter Parker. That's not who he is. 
Yeah. That's my fear if they do like an adult version of Spider Man is that it's, it's just gonna be it's gonna be Man of Steel. Oh nah. Okay, nah. Right. I accept your apology. Exactly right. Man of Steel wasn't terrible. It's just it was extremely dark. It wasn't good. It's a movie. My only so my biggest problem with it was you have Superman who is this altruistic character and has been kind of the golden boy of comics since the his Donna creation. Comics, pretty much. Yeah. And you give the movie this muted color palette, which uh, on site is just boring as all hell. But it worked for the Dark Knight, so obviously it's going to work for every hero ever in the Justice League pile of trash universe. The Dark Knight trilogy was great. Yeah. It also ruined movies for like 15 years. Well, it, because everyone, but it fits everyone's... Batman. Because Batman is dark and twisted. Superman is not dark and twisted. Right. Aquaman is probably not dark and twisted. Probably. Yeah, like everyone says, probably. <laughs> Nobody really knows anything about Aquaman, so you can't say for sure. Yeah. Sure. No one's read his comics in 50 years. This is true. <laughs> um, but that is the – I think that's Hollywood's int- intrinsic problem with your franchises and your sequels is that they're finding something that works and pulling the wrong thing from it to, to, to say why this works. That's, yes. that's the issue. They see the Dark Knight and like, okay, so they must like – Muted palettes, gritty storytelling, and a dark reboot. Because, you know, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger style of, of, of Batman movies, not that it was his style, but, yeah, you know, yeah. him being Iceman and every third line being a pun, that style didn't work that one time. So we can never. I've got a confession. I, I really liked Batman and Robin. I was also like 10 when it came out, so. <laughs> have you watched it recently? Yeah, I still like it. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's the most fun you'll ever have watching a movie. It's, it's, it's so... a great sick day movie. Like, if you're sick at home, it's great to just throw on and fall in and out of sleep. I will give you that one because it, it wasn't that bad as far as movies go, but I don't know if Josh, I can make it. No. Have you seen it? I've seen have it. Have you seen it recently? It's been a while. It's pretty bad. If, if you go in knowing you're going to laugh at it, it's not that bad. Yeah, if you do not take it seriously. The second he brings right. out a Batman Express, uh, American Express oh, yeah. card, just check out. Just check out mentally. <laughs> By like the 13th ice pun, just check out. You're good. You have 90 minutes of movie left after the 13th punt, so just do whatever it is that you do, but check out at that point. That, that's where the falling in and out of sleep really helps. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a movie you can watch when you have like a fever of like 102. So. Yeah, definitely. Another one, you're talking about Air, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender being rebooted. Another one I would like to see rebooted, um, but in a different way, is Harry Potter. I've always thought that Harry Potter would make a good like Netflix series. I don't know if you guys are in or out on Harry Potter, but I really enjoy Harry Potter. I read the books growing up and enjoyed the first five movies or so, and then they kind of ruined the last two, three. I should agree with you on that one. I can see that it would be a great uh, Netflix series because they, they can do, you know, dig deeper into the world and kind of you know flesh it out a little bit more. Um, I kind of want to see more of what happens with the uh, Ministry of Magic see what goes on behind mm-hmm. there. And go into like, the Dumbledore backstory because that's probably one of the best characters in the whole series. So well, that's that, what they're trying to do now with the Fantastic Beasts series. The next three or four movies are going to dive into Dumbledore's backstory, but he's still not his younger self because when he's really young, it's even more interesting. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know how far Fantastic Beasts is going to time jump with him back and forth. Uh, but they, yeah, I was th- I always thought Harry Potter would be good. Yeah, if I remember correctly, right? You lost yeah. Dumbledore? A young Dumbledore? Right. Yeah, a, 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 Yungledore is the actual term. Thank you. Yungledore. When they so they 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 gave themselves a finite amount of time between Jude Law and 
what we knew as Dumbledore in the movies. Okay. So they they have some wiggle room, but not a ton. I think that would be a pretty interesting story because first I love Jubilee as an actor. I think he's great in everything he does. Um, I think if they actually dig more into the story and kind of explain how Dumbledore became the legend that he is. Dumbledore. <laughs> Sorry, Dumbledore. I, I think that would be a lot of fun to see. So, yeah. Uh, I like coining terms on this podcast. A few weeks ago, we um, coined the term wrestletainment, and now we got Yungledore. So, uh, I like that. Wrestletainment. How have I not heard that before? That's amazing. Well, listen to episode 18 of a podcast about something, and you'll hear wrestletainment. Wrestletainment. That's props to you. Good job. That wasn't me. That was, uh, we did a guest spot with these guys from the Got Till Five podcast. Uh, They do a weekly wrestling podcast, and they're, they're pretty good. If you like wrestling, give them a listen. Wrestletainment, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always thought Harry Potter would be good because you could do a season of each book basically and really dive into it. Because um, they didn't, in my mind, they didn't explain the Horcruxes well enough, or or why they were important. They didn't explain uh, Voldemort's backstory, or uh, sorry, he who must not be named. They yeah, didn't explain his story enough. Well, he has, he has a snake face. <laughs> he really positioned himself on the back of some other dude's face. That's. <laughs> Great, good for him. Yeah, but I mean, he was right there under Dumbledore's nose the whole time. Yeah, and that—that that wasn't even Youngledore. Yeah, Youngledore. <laughs> it's all Youngledore now. It's not even—it's it's, not even going to be yeah. Youngledore. It's just going to be—it's just a synonym for Dumbledore at this point. No. I like that. Um, one of the ones that I thought that uh, this kind of goes along with the other two we were talking about. Uh, did you guys see the Percy Jackson movie or read those books at all? I saw the movies. I saw, I think, the first two. I don't know if they did more than two. Uh, yeah, I think they only made two. I saw the first one. I really liked the first one. And then the second one, I think, went straight to DVD, so I never checked it out. Um, but I, I really liked the spin they put on the Greek mythology on it. And mm-hmm. I thought it could have been cool. And I guess nobody else in the world thought it could be cool other than me. I so. think it, it, it came out at the wrong time. That was kind of at a point where there's this crescendo of teen or, or, or young adult fantasy books and movies being adapted, yeah. and that one just for some reason just didn't click at the right time. But they're 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 good movies. They're they're fun to watch, yeah. enjoyable. They're, there's nothing really inherently wrong with them. I think the, the I might the, go back and read those books because it, it was cool and like you said it, it was the first one was definitely a good movie, um, but like you said it came out. Harry Potter was still going on. I think Hunger Games had started by then. Right. Um, Maze Runner might have started by then. So it was like everybody's trying to get on this. Let's watch 17-year-olds do right. adult adventures. That was the same problem with the Divergent series. Yeah, same thing. And that's what Ooh, the, Divergent was bad. It was yeah. terrible. And truth be told, I didn't like Hunger Games that much either. I loved the books. I thought the books were great. I mean, it's pretty much a free-for-all. You didn't like the movie Hunger Games? Did not like the movie. Really? No. So I liked that person. Uh, since the day I was born. <laughs> the day I was born. That's interesting. Okay. Thank I you. liked the first Hunger Games movie, um, but it was it was like I didn't read the books. My wife did. We went together, and I had like so many questions after it was over of why the world is the way it was. So I didn't think they like built the world good enough, and then yeah. the next three were not good at all. And that was and that was the other thing too. It should have followed the the the, the book series. They didn't need four movies. I hate when they do that with movies nowadays. So they split the finale. It's like, okay, you have half of a great story, and then you get the payoff from that story in the second movie or a year later. That's just bad storytelling to me. 
Yeah, Harry Potter started that. Yeah. Bastards. <laughs> because they didn't they didn't lay enough groundwork for the Horcruxes in the sixth movie, so they needed two to actually explain what they were. Yeah. Bad writing. Well, she hadn't finished the book. When they started production on the sixth movie, she hadn't finished the seventh book yet, so the writers of the movie didn't know where the books were going. So they couldn't figure <laughs> out what the important <laughs> stuff was. <laughs> oh, God. They just had to, because because they started so early, they had to get the movies out before the actors grew too much. Because nobody's going to believe twenty five year old Daniel Radcliffe is seventeen years old. Yeah, Radcliffe now can't be Harry Potter. No, no, it's going to look right. Speaking of, but he was a great Harry Potter since Harry Potter. Has he had a good movie since Harry Potter? Yeah. Um. Yes, I've liked a couple. Um, one that I like. It's called What If. It's a indie romantic comedy. Um, with I can't think of her name right now, uh, but it, it, that one's pretty good. It's just kind of a be a good date movie uh, to to watch. It's not very deep and it's pretty easy to to take in. Okay, might check that one out then. I don't think there's been like a a big movie that he has been a part of or that he's starred in. I should say since harry potter he's been in a ton of movies since now you see me too was probably his biggest movie and then he did um victor frankenstein with james mcavoy that was supposed to be big and i think i'm the only person who saw it it so that looked really interesting how was that movie it was fine it wouldn't be a waste of time to watch but it it kind of is long and drawn out Oh, okay. Because I think I tried to watch that one before, and I just kept falling asleep in like the first twenty minutes or so. Yeah, it it really takes a while to get to the point of it. Okay. Yeah, but since if you fell asleep I... during it, don't don't go back to it. <laughs> you fell asleep for a reason. Yeah, it's like twice. Don't go back. Don't go back. The other one, the other one that that fall started was District Nine. Um, that one was supposed yes. to have a sequel of like um, Vicus. He was supposed to kind of like lead a revolution or something uh, of the aliens that were trapped or imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And I guess it just never got off the ground. The, the director made Chappie instead, which Chappie I really liked, um, but I would have rather seen more District 9. I, I agree. That was such a great movie. What, Chappie? Really, uh, District 9. District 9, yeah. I, I haven't seen Chappie at this point, but District 9 was such a good movie. I'm okay with them. I know they... they position it to have a sequel i am okay with it being just the finite movie um yeah it's it's definitely good like if they did a sequel now it, it would be one of those that they screw up somehow so it's right. it's good standalone but they they kind of set it up for a sequel and never came back to it and th- that would have been a world i wouldn't have minded spending more time in yeah. it's a good choice thank you worked really hard on this guys <laughs> um i I I feel not great about throwing this one out there because of how the last movie turned out. However, one of the movies that I really enjoyed watching as a youth um, that I haven't seen much of now, I think if done properly, can be really cool, is Blade. Yep. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Oh, that's a Well, the first Blade was done properly anyways. And the second one was done halfway properly. And then the third one kind of went off the rails. There were no one off the rails. The third one does. It has my one of my favorite lines 
in movie history. Can I swear right now? Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So one of my favorite lines in movie history that I use pretty frequently. So Ryan, have you seen the third movie, James? Yes, yes. So you remember when he, when Ryan Reynolds. Spoilers for a 15 year old movie, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent point. So he, Ryan Reynolds' character is getting uh, interrogated and, and, and tortured. Okay, I remember that. And scene. after uh, this, uh, I forget the woman's character's name, kind of annoys him at some point, he just looks at her and just goes, you cock-juggling thunder cunt. And it is the silliest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. And I, it, it's going to stay with me forever. I don't know why I like it as much as I do. Okay. But I love that line. So I don't. I, I mean, I think that explains why I'm at as a person. I think, I think that's a pretty good microcosm of what I. You're a cock-juggling I, thunder cunt? Cock-juggling Thundercon, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> okay. okay, good to know. I, that would have been good information to have before we started recording, but I mean, know, we've got it halfway through here. I figured if I led with that, we wouldn't be here, so I wanted to get some information. That's probably a good plan. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. All right, let's let's um, let's take a break, um, listen to a couple promos, and then we'll come back talking about our top three franchises and the ones we can't wait to die. Dope. Hey, I'm Gerald. And I'm Natalie. And we're the hosts of one of the most compelling and up-and-coming podcasts of the year. This podcast covers all facets of conspiracies and all aspects of our world. The best thing about conspiracies is that they encompass a multitude of genres. Yeah, we focus on uh, true crime and the paranormal, among other great topics. These stories will have you searching for your own truth while we share ours on our podcast, Conspired. While listening to Conspired, listeners will hear as we spearhead each subject through candid discussion and divulge as much of the truth as possible, so our listeners can paint a picture and make their own choice of what is truth and what is fiction. And as the creators of Conspired, we view this podcast as a place where skeptics and believers can come together to try to discover the truth. Also be prepared for the occasional dad joke from Gerald and heated debates where I usually win. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram simply by searching Conspired. Yeah, Conspired, like like the spear you throw. Yeah, pretty much. So listen to us on your favorite podcast listening app. If you love what you hear, hit the subscribe button and give us a review. If you choose not to review us, please take the time and click the five-star button. Yeah, we look forward to you joining us in our weekly discussions about the unbelievable on Conspired. As you know, truth is often stranger than fiction. True Hey you! Yeah you! What are you doing after you finish this great podcast you're listening to? Well, whatever it is, you're going to blow that off and listen to the IMDB Journey podcast instead. Hosted by Daniel, that's me. And Dean, that's me. Join us on our journey as we tackle the IMDb Top 250 list, breaking down one movie a week, giving our own rankings as we go, as well as our incredibly intelligent and insightful thoughts too. (laughs) (laughs) We also throw in a random quiz or movie battle every once in a while and have a punt on it. Because us Aussies, we love a good punt. (gasps) Daniel, this is a G-rated promo. You can't say that. I said punt, Dean. Punt. You dickhead. So come join us on the journey by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast apps. And follow us on Twitter at IMDB Journey. And now back to your regular scheduled programming. Alright, thank you for that. Uh, make sure you check those guys out. 
Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we'll just go around the room or the, uh, the Skype phone and talk about top three franchises. Jonathan, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. These are ones that your top three, you hope they never end. Uh, you want all three of them right now? Uh, we can go one at a time. My top pick, just for me personally, is James Bond. It's the Bond series, that anthology. Um, I get that. I have, I, I've seen one of those movies. I saw the one with Halle Berry. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to tap out here while you talk about James Bond. <laughs> so I was introduced to James Bond a little late to the game. I didn't see any of the Pierce Brosnan James Bond movies in theaters. My first experience was Casino Royale, the reboot of Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. Okay. And as far as a action, suspenseful, dramatic spy movie, that is the, if not the pinnacle, very, very close to the pinnacle. I think they did a really good job with setting forth the, the story because it was supposed to be like the, it was supposed to be his first real mission. So this was kind of the, the prequel of the entire series. And I think they did a really good job of positioning Bond, who he is, how he gets the job done. The scenes were really dramatic, action-packed. That was the movie, if you're familiar at all, where the first opening scene is going through that construction yard. Yeah. And they have all this parkour and these real mm. action stunts, which look amazing, even now. Um, and it really gets you kind of excited for James Bond as a, a whole character, ignoring the you know, misogynistic, alcoholic, whatever nonsense. But the the, the fun of it That's is... That's not important. Exactly. The the fun of it is in that movie, and, and from start to finish, I, I really liked what that had done for James Bond as a character. Quantum of Solace, which came out, uh, was the next movie out, was the first kind of direct sequel in a very long time. Um, that one was okay. I don't know what the quantum was, what we were solacing, but yeah. it's... It, it's well, a, you'll learn in uh, when you go see Ant-Man and the Wasp, you'll learn that if you just throw the word quantum in front of anything, it makes you sound smart. So that, I think that's what they're going for. That's true. It's very true. So when they position that, that movie, I didn't know it ended and I had to just go, but that's the end of the movie. That's it. Like it's kind of nothing happened there. There are some key plot driving points in the movie, but in terms of an ending and a finite story in that movie, nothing happened for me. I I think I saw that one too. And that's why I never went back to the Bond series because that's how I felt. Is it? It just felt like there wasn't anything happening, and right. I didn't know why I just spent two hours watching that movie. Right, hundred percent agree. Could not agree with you more. That is a, a very brief review of that movie, where it kind of doesn't need to be in the series. We can take it out, and no one will will cry foul. Well, so the the Bond movies usually they weren't ever sequels to each other. They all just like existed, right? Each right. each was a standalone story, right? Yeah, that's what. Quantum of Solace was the first sequel because it was a sequel gotcha. to the Casino Royale reboot. Yeah, so I did always like the Bond video games, Goldeneye, Nightfire, all those. I'm, I'm in on the video games. Doesn't love Nightfire every now and then. I've I've recently been doing a, a replay through of Nightfire. I love that game. It was the it was it was the campaign that I can never wrap my head around. But the multiplayer was amazing. Yeah, I always feel multiplayer. I'm not great at video games as it is, but I do love playing them. Just knowing that I suck. That, that's how I was in, in Goldeneye. I was terrible at the multiplayer, but I loved diving in and getting my ass kicked by everybody else. 
That and, that and Super Smash Brothers, because I didn't have an N64, so I'd go over to my buddy's house, we'd sp- play Smash Brothers and uh, Goldeneye, and I'd just get worked for like three hours, and then be like, alright, that was fun, thanks guys. Here's how bad I am, or was? Am. Here's how bad I am at Super Smash Brothers. It took me, uh, I don't want to say, uh, five or six years to figure out that moving the joystick and pressing A at the same time is a more powerful hit than just pressing A. <laughs> okay. That's like the first thing they teach you. Yeah. I, it just took me like yeah. six years. Okay, it's the sorry, worst. Sorry about that. It's the worst I've ever felt. Um, but... Well, we're not going to have you on for a video game podcast then. Fair, <laughs> fair. Um, but with, with with the Bond movies, once um, Quantum of Solace was done, Quantuming their Solace, uh, and then I think it was Skyfall uh, that was next in that list, and then that was the most recent one. Uh, Spectre. Spectre. Thank you. Um, those are above average Bond movies. I think the Daniel Craig ones have certainly peaked with Casino Royale, but your Spectre and your um, Skyfall are good movies. I wouldn't put them above Casino Royale, but they are still good movies. And I think that James Bond as a character can adapt to to how we want movies to be now. And I think with the ability to have you know his his impossible gadgets and these amazing locales yeah, that's always cool large stories yeah, it can lend itself to some pretty good James Bond, so yeah, yeah it can lend itself to, to some pretty good ideas what do you what do you who do you want for the next james bond because i think daniel craig's out after the his fifth Idris one elba. you want elba mm-hmm. that'd be cool i think that'd be cool i mean he's a he's an older guy so he it, it, yeah he might be too old at by that point because if they still haven't finished the the next Daniel Craig one, and then so it's gonna be another at least three years before they get to the one after that. He's probably pushing fifty already. I would like to that see. Might him just, be a rough look for him. Yeah, I, I'd like to see him just at least in in one. I think he did a good job of. I, I think he would do a good job of being in that role. Henry Cavill, maybe he's a action guy. He's English. He fit kind of. Is the he bill. British? I think he is. That's, yeah. So uh, Idris Elba is 46 years old right now. All right, so he's probably out. Good point. Um, but we look. You know at... what about Hiddleston? Tom Hiddleston. Uh, um, for some reason, I'm having difficulty yeah, picturing I'm not, that. I'm not feeling that one because is he's Loki he's... and he's always going to be Loki. Yeah. It might just be because he's always Loki. Yeah. Fuck, that's that's not good. <laughs> and also, it might be because he's skinny. Yeah, skinny bond, skinny bond might be rough. Right, like he's like he could be suave. He can pick up women, not physically, obviously, but he could like uh, be with women. But like it just wouldn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't mesh well in my head. I I I might go Henry Cavill. All right. He's got he's got a pretty tough schedule. He's got Superman and uh, Mission Impossible, so that's that's rough. As long as he doesn't have to keep that mustache, he should be fine. Well, that's at least my 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 number one pick. Would you would okay. be Bond? What do you got, Josh? Uh, my number one pick was Batman because I just love the character. I think Batman is pretty cool and can kind of keep going forever. Um, I think as he gets older, you can kind of kind of just pass the torch on to you know someone else. Like even you know build on the the Robin character or something like that and just keep it going until they eventually decide to kill Batman. So, <laughs> Yeah, I like Batman, and I, I like that 
Batman can kind of be reinvented all the time. And there's so many different stories. You can tell detective stories with him. You can just tell action stories. There's a lot you can do with him. I've always wanted to see Nightwing in a movie. No, I think Nightwing as a character is always unique if you go from his move from Robin to Nightwing. Yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I think that will be interesting depending on kind of what take they do. Um, I've wanted to see a Gotham by Gaslight live action. Oh, that'd be cool. For a while. I know they did an animated one this year, but um, to see that on the big screen with like a yeah. Real, you know, in, in real sets in a real way, I think that might be pretty cool if done correctly. Every cat yeah. had it done correctly, yeah, of course. Warner, Warner's having trouble with that part of it right now. <sighs> I'm so excited for Justice League. We've got, we we've got two new Joker movies coming out next year, though. Don't worry. It's a 50% <laughs> chance one of them's going to suck. See, that one is Joker's my favorite villain all time. I think Joker's like the coolest villain because he pretty much just does whatever he wants. So if they mess this up, I'm going to be pissed because I just want to see something incredible. I think the Joaquin Phoenix one could be good. I don't think the Jared Leto one could be good. I do not like that. (laughs) You don't like Jared Leto? I didn't like what he did in the last one. So, yeah. Oh, no, was, I so agree, yeah. to judge him based off of yeah. Justice League. Well, yeah. I didn't understand why Suicide Squad, why they used Enchantress instead of the Joker as the villain. Like, wouldn't that have been a more uh, poignant story if, you know, Harley has to face up against Joker and, and make these decisions rather than just like, oh, he dropped me out of a plane, so I'm done with him. Yeah, plus like I I didn't know uh, Enchantress could succumb to the use of a bat, so I didn't know why she brought that. Yeah, that's rough. And then the boomerang guy didn't do anything. He was just Australian for six minutes and then leaves. Like I like I don't understand. Well, yeah, no nobody really could serve a purpose other than Diablo because he's the only one with actual magical powers to fight the actual magical villain. Yeah. Yeah. And why did they even have Slipknot in that movie? Like he was on screen for like all of two minutes and he killed him. So he was the he was the diversity hire that <laughs> you know they got to have him in there <laughs> just to kill him. Awful. I don't think it counts as diversity if you bring him in just to kill him in two minutes. Yeah. Like, uh, at that point, the paperwork isn't even filled out yet. So that was like the uh, the dude in uh, Deadpool in the second Deadpool movie. Oh. Oh, I don't remember the character's name, but he he's apparently like a bisexual character in the comics, and then they killed him within two minutes of being on screen. If you see, if did you see uh, the second Deadpool? Yeah. All really, all of X Force was wasted, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Because they all, as soon as they parachute right. out of that uh, plane, spoiler alert, <laughs> uh, outside of um, uh, Domino, uh, they're all yeah chopped. They're all dead somehow. So that was probably the, the except, biggest waste. Except Peter. He made it he made it out. Obviously, yes. And we had to save him, clearly. Yeah, he's important. He's got a family <laughs> to get back to. <laughs> so my first pick uh, for my franchise that I want to go on forever, we already talked about it a little bit, was the Rocky one. Um, I had the Oceans movies in this, and then I saw Oceans 8 and decided that was a bad idea. Because um, that movie was not very good. Oh, we can um, talk but Ocean's Eight. Okay. I'd rather not. <laughs> can I quickly do my beep with it? Go ahead. It doesn't need to be in the Ocean's universe at all. It could have been. It doesn't need to be a movie at all. 
Sure. It, and it barely was a movie. Sure. Sandra Bullock's character could have been whatever her name was. It doesn't matter. I won't come up again. But they referenced Debbie. Danny Ocean for a combined, I don't know, 90 seconds. And they never, ever need to. It's not important. 90 seconds? They referenced him like 500 times in the movie. Every every new character that came in, oh, how's Danny? Danny's dead. Sorry to hear about Danny. You know what? You're right. It was showing. It was like either showing his um, place in the mausoleum or that mm. weird headshot of him. Um, yep. That was what they spent a very brief amount of time on. But it doesn't. She doesn't need to be related to him. It could just be a female heist movie. But I found myself being bored while watching a heist movie. How do you do that? How, how, how does I that don't happen? know. I love heist movies, and they they it, it wasn't interesting. And because they made an Oceans movie, they they tried to make the char- the the actors play the actors they were replacing. They tried to make Sandra Bullock like George Clooney. They tried to make Kate uh, Blanchett like Brad Pitt. And they're good actors on their own. They don't have to try to be somebody else. They right. they can just be themselves. And they have their own things that they're good at and their own charisma that that they can bring to the table. Yeah, I think it was. But a, instead, they try and fit into what the other people were. Yeah, I think it was a huge. Uh, I don't know if it's missed opportunity or wasted opportunity, but yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't what it should have been. And it's all because they're women, right? I mean, I didn't say any of that, but, but I mean, you know. no, it's not at all. It, there's nothing wrong with a women-led movie if you make the women interesting and the story interesting. Yeah, it's it's when your only hook is, hey, there's women doing things that men have already done. Right. Yeah. Hey, look, it's all female reboot. We didn't ask for that. You could have just could have just made it its own heist movie. And it's fine. I mean, it's not fine. It's a bad movie, but you can have just a female led heist movie without it being in an already built universe. You can just have it exist. There was one a few years ago, a few years. Ago, it was probably like eight years ago. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but it had like Katie Holmes and Queen Latifah in it. That was Mad Money. And it was. Yeah, that was it. Mad Money. The one that Katie Holmes that didn't want to do Dark Knight. Yeah. Turns, or I'm sorry, The Dark Knight. She wanted, she didn't want to do that movie because she wanted to do Mad Money instead. Because she's right. a genius. Mad Money was a great movie. So that's what I've heard that it's actually pretty good, but it wasn't billed as this. Like here, it's women doing things that men have already done. Look, look, it's women, women. We hire women. It was just like here's a heist movie and here's the people in it. Yeah, it told a complete story. And they actually did a lot of character development in there. They they kind of explain the character motivations throughout the whole process so i thought it was really good and of course it it has some great actresses so it was a lot of fun you didn't get any of that with oceans eight no not at all wasted talent i haven't seen that one so you don't have to it's fine don't bother yeah um so anyway rocky um i like rocky it's always the same story pretty much somehow he's always an underdog and always he finds his way to the top um and then now in the Creed, in Creed, um, Michael B. Jordan's character is basically doing the same thing. I'll be interested to see what Creed Two does. The trailer looks awesome. Um, and you know, once he's on top, they find a way to knock him down by bringing in Clubber Lang and Ivan Drago, who like are just unstoppable forces. Yeah. Um, so then they knock him down, and he's got to pick himself back up and and beat him. So that's I could I could watch a million Rocky movies. I could probably watch any boxing movie that's ever made. Um, and as long as I keep making them with Michael B. Jordan, I'll, I'll probably show up. Yeah. And I think that's one of the few 
maybe like genres of movies or kind of movie that you can have sort of the predictable ending of, yeah, he's going to come out on top. This is how this works. And it still be an entertaining movie throughout. Yeah, I think because mm-hmm. with that, the whole franchise, what they've done is they actually start the story at the beginning and they kind of tell it. So even though you know how it's going to end, like most movies, you kind of know the good guy is going to win. But it's all the events that take place leading up to that point that right. make it interesting. So I think that... Well, yeah, it's like you've been talking about the whole time with the character development. You know, it was first him basically becoming a boxer. Then in the second one, it was more about him and Adrian being together um, and him beating Apollo Creed. And then in the third one, it was about uh, him overcoming Mickey's death. There was always character development behind what he was doing. And it was it's it's always about the characters first rather than let's just watch two guys punch each other. <laughs> right. All right, what do you got for number two, Jonathan? Um, for number two for me, it's Mission Impossible. Um, it's, it's a kind of movie where I think they, if they wanted to, could have jammed more movies in the pier that the, compared from the first one to the most recent one, they could have made more movies to go in, in years where they didn't have them right now. They did. Well, they had a big, they had a big gap for a while, didn't they? I've never seen a mission. You're good at picking movies I've never seen because I haven't seen a Mission Impossible movie either. Oh, wow. Uh, that, uh, thank you, maybe? Thank you. Thank you, question mark. Um, but they're, and I was I touched on this earlier, but they have these. Tom Cruise does these genuine action scenes. It is him yeah. climbing up this building in Dubai. It's him jumping over this roof. It's him uh, hanging on from a helicopter by a rope or by the panel on the side. Like he's actually doing it. So it gives you this sense of um, excitement and anticipation for like. There's a like I know they're filming it, so it's a movie, so it can't go wrong. But this can kind of go wrong right now. So you're okay with Tom mm-hmm. Cruise, you know, playing Ethan Hawke forever? No, no, he has to stop being Ethan Hunt eventually. Okay. He has to stop. But it it can be like a very James Bond scenario where you have the Mission Impossible title, and then just different actors can play a given role, not an Ethan Hunt specifically, but yeah. they can play a role as 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 this person. Um, I think it. Yeah, anybody can go on a mission and be a spy. Yeah. Well, not anybody, but yeah, and, any actor could. And, and because Tom Cruise is doing it at his age, you have basically how old, how old he is now, 40, 50, whatever, um, to going back to, like, what, 20 years old, 22 years old? Like, you can have, like, a young adult in, like, their first missions doing this thing and then sort of series with him, like, with, with Tom Cruise. Like, okay. it, it lends itself to have these huge... moments and stories and plots that that allow you to get kind of really involved and invested in the story and i think they do the action really well i think they do the stories really well well it's the same thing with rocky you can just bring in somebody younger and then tom cruise is the the uh mentor now and you've got a protege perfect there we go all right 20 20 more years of uh mission impossible and rocky movies we're good What do you got for number two, Josh? Okay, my number two franchise, and don't kill me for this one, Nightmare on Elm Street, just because I don't think you can really kill the Freddy Krueger character because he kind of just haunts your dreams and terrorizes you that way. I think it'd be kind of cool to do a lot more with that and actually build kind of more so like this backstory, how you became. I, I know they kind of touched on it in the original one, but they could do more on that and just kind of continue the storyline. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Plus we have should that. he 
Good point. Should he go on to fight more other horror villains like the Freddy versus Jason? Should we have Freddy versus Michael Myers? Freddy versus the... Jeepers Creepers? <laughs> Jeepers Creepers, maybe. That one might be kind of interesting to see. Just kind of. Because, I mean, well, Jeepers Creepers only comes around like every 20 something years or so. But, yeah, it be... might be interesting. Alright. Uh, my number two was, uh, and you guys are just going to disagree with me because you had this on your list of uh, ones you want to die, is Fast and the Furious. Oh. I could watch these movies all day long. I'm one of the 17 people that like Tokyo Drift. It's just dumb action, and it gets dumber and dumber every time, and I I just want to see The Rock and Vin Diesel and Tyrese and Ludacris and now Jason Statham. I want to see them all in the movie doing whatever they do. Uh, Tyrese just eats chips and talks. It's great. I mean, I can't blame you. Like you, you hit on all the points. That's that why people both see of, of why the franchise exists. Yeah. I can I can shut my brain off for two hours and be entertained. It's it's on the verge of wrestletainment, but it's just entertainment. Yes. And I I miss Paul Walker. I thought Paul Walker was a terrible actor, but he fit in these movies because everybody else was a terrible actor too. So it was, it's just great to have all these terrible actors come together and it really be makes dumb for just, two hours. Just brain numbingly fine. You know what? I just realized like my biggest gripe with the, the fast and furious movies is like outside of the Vin Diesel character and the Paul Walker character. No one else really has that much of a motivation to be involved in half the stuff they do. No, not at all. You're really what, into you're really yeah. into the character development, so I can see why you don't like Fast and Furious because there's very little development. It's pretty much just hey, hop in our fast cars and drive. So, yeah. If you want action yeah. scenes, Fast and the Furious. That, that's that's your go. That's what they do. It's a great summer movie. You don't have to. I mean, you have to pay attention, but you don't have to to really. think about it. It's just entertaining to see. Yeah. You don't have to watch the first six before you go see the seventh to make sure you're caught up on the story. Right. Like, the story doesn't matter. Um, I, I made this joke a while ago, and I actually stole it from somebody else on Twitter at one point. They're just trying to get to the tenth one so they can call it Fast Ten, Your Seatbelts. <laughs> no? All right. No, that's it. No, you got it. You just stole that. And it was, once that's done, they're going to move on to something else. They, I think they have to, because there's no decent pun for eleven. No. No. There's not for nine either, but you could you, you got to get nine to get to ten, <laughs> unless you're Windows or the iPhone or something else. Right, then you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. And you can right. count three if you like it. I'm gonna throw a letter in there. Fallout three, Fallout four, Fallout seventy six. This is what we do. All right, what do you got for number three? So number three, number three was tough. Let me at least explain where I'm going with this. Okay. I understand that Twilight is a bad movie. I'm fully Oof. aware of that. Let me finish, Josh. Oh, I understand man. it's a bad movie. <laughs> Here is how I've watched those movies. And I don't know. <laughs> so each of those movies that I've watched, and I've watched all of them. Occasionally, the, first, the first one and the third one I've watched probably 50 times each. There's this service. Are you familiar with uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000? Yep. No. Uh, so... Kevin, you know that the guys who did that spun off and did something called Rift Tracks. It's it's for, for you, Josh. It's it's just audio commentary placed over that you can place over a movie. Okay. They just do jokes and ragging at the entire time. Okay. It is wonderful. The Twilight movies. So by, you want Twilight to keep going, 
so they can keep doing the riff tracks on it? 100%. The only reason I want Twilight Ah. movies to exist still is to have riff tracks jokes on top of them. They're hilarious. I'll give you that. Watch them now. I've watched all the Twilight movies, too. Uh, I've seen them all. Commentary? No. Not the same. The first one, my girlfriend made me. I hated it. It was just, like, the worst thing ever. The second one, it kind of hit me a little bit, okay? I was interested in the second one, I'll be honest. The second one is the worst. I liked liked the first one a little bit. I was like, all right, what's the big deal? I'll watch it. I watched it. I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. They got vampires. Like, they got superpowers. Kristen Stewart's terrible, but that's fine. Yeah, she doesn't have to be great at this. You can just be here, vapid and blank expressions, and that's fine. I like Robert Pattinson, but they, they just, like, you could tell by the third one, he was just, like, done with those. He's like, all right, I'm ready to be a real actor now. Get yeah, me the he, hell out of these movies. Yeah, third one in, he, do, he does not care what's happening. And you hated the second one? I thought the, the second, second one was, was the worst. New Moon? It was the same old moon they've been talking about for years. I've seen that one dozens of times. <laughs> you take the title. <laughs> yeah, but New no, Moon, Eclipse, and Breaking Dawn. For that one, I thought it, it, it kind of introduced a... a a new element to the story overall, because having the vampires fight the werewolves, I know we kind of did the whole thing in what was that, the uh, Underworld series and all of that, but... And also West Side Story, Sharks and the Jets. No. No, that's not the same? No. They're, they're not quite werewolves and vampires. <laughs> they're, they're pretty close. A little bit more rhythmic dancing and singing, but they're uh, pretty close. <laughs> with, with that one, I think they could have done a lot more with the backstory and kind of just let them fight. Like, that was the problem I had with the, the, the ending of the last one, is... You kind of built up this intense fight sequence, and then they have like the whole thing just turns out to be like a, a premonition. Yeah. And, and Not only saying, do you oh, so we large fight sequence, you, you do it. the large fight yeah. sequence, and then go, oh wait, actually this was just like that. Yeah. I've got a I've got a funny story about that. I went to see that uh, in the theater with my girlfriend, and then uh, her sister and her boyfriend at the time, and we're all married now, um, and. We were sitting there watching it, and me and my friend were we were just like completely checked out. And this little like twelve year old girl walks out of the theater, and this is before the big fight scene happens, and she just goes, "Everyone dies," and walks out. <laughs> that that was that was the most enjoyable part of the movie was that twelve year old girl walking by and going, "Everyone dies." <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, I wish that was there. It's the only reason I want. That movie, did, that franchise, to keep going. It's because they're just terrible enough that I, the jokes are just endless. And I really like watching the Rip Tracks ones. They're so great. Can, so is that something like, if I wanted to, to be a good husband and watch the Twilight movies with my wife again, like, could I just put the Rip Tracks on on my phone with a head with headphones in where she can't notice and 100%. be like, oh yeah, this movie's good? 100%. Okay, Absolutely. I might have to do that. I think I might have to check these out now. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Moving someone else's. All right, Josh, character. give us, give it, redeem us here. What do you got for number three? <laughs> for me, number three, I actually went probably the most masculine movie ever, the Expendables franchise. <laughs> I think it's just a lot of action heroes. They kind of just kind of like the same thing with the James Bond and you know Mission Impossible things. Uh, they go on missions, and you can kind of replace the actors as they you know get older and new actors come out. I just think it would be a lot of fun to see. And I kind of like watching, uh, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham and, you know, Bruce Willis and all these guys just kind of go around and blow things up. So, what well, it was like the Fast uh, Fast and Furious franchise. Just kind of turn my brain yeah. off and just watch a lot of action. 
Yeah, I get that, and and we've had uh, we've had discussions on this podcast before about the Expendables, and I'm I'm out on them, but um, my old co-host Eric, he's he's in the same boat as you, and just wants to watch the Expendables over and over again. And I think that lends itself to like once the fast once they get to fast in your seatbelt, and they finish that movie, they can just be they just the move into Expendables. Box. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Because all that all those actors that are there are going to go to the Expendables franchise. And then new breeds end up coming for Fast and Furious, and then we all do this for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah and it's just gonna. So time is a flat circle. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. So my my third was, uh, and I say this without having seen the most recent entry, um, which I've heard has not gotten good reviews so far, but I don't care. Give me dinosaurs eating humans any day of the week. Give me the Jurassic Park franchise. Fair. Okay. That's Good choice. Yeah, pretty much the same. The, well, the first Jurassic Park is just a great movie any day of the week. 100%. Um, I like the second one, Weird Gymnastics Aside. The third one is very weird, but watchable. And then with Jurassic Kingdom, they kind of did something that Terminator tried to do three different times. Um, it, it brought back this brand that was just dead, that you know nobody had cared about it for ten years, and then... Jurassic World comes and everybody's there and it's actually a pretty good movie. Um, and and it's... I, again, I can just watch dinosaurs terrorizing people all day. And, and similar to the Rocky movies where you kind of know how the movie ends, you kind of know how the movie goes from start to finish. There's going to be... They're going to introduce this park, these characters, dinosaurs get, get out, eventually they get back in, some shit happens in the middle. You figure it out. Like It's, it's perfect. It, the whole reason... Anyway, there's always a bigger dinosaur. It's always a bigger dinosaur. It's always a bigger dinosaur. So there's a theory on Jurassic World that the Indominus Rex had uh, human DNA spliced into it. That's why it was so smart. And uh, I don't know if uh, they they expand on that in Fallen Fallen Kingdom or if it's true or not, but I I think that would be a cool thing. Yeah, that would be... That was a terrible idea. (laughs) I mean... Yeah, it's not a good idea for the characters in the movie to have done. But it'd be cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is really just one. The first movie was one large beta test for the theme park. Yeah. That's all that was. So they know they're messing up, but they got. Uh, they can make they can make clones of all these people. They have the technology somehow. They're magicians. Exactly. They Spare it. no expense. You know, I'm exactly. really curious about that too, and I'm, I'm I like that you brought up that point because I really want to know about their insurance rates because it's, they've had what two parks now that have been destroyed by the dinosaurs that people are there to see i mean on opening day it seems like yeah so I mean, yeah, but Jack- think about how much money well so i think in jurassic world the park had been actually running for a while nobody actually in jurassic park nobody actually got to go to the park except for the the guy's grandkids right, 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 so right, i yeah. think they had already made money in jurassic world so think of how much money it would cost to go to that park they probably got that covered already yeah I don't know. Insane. Get, like, I don't no know. one important died. Dying. Yeah, no one important died. Fact. Chris Pratt's still around. Bryce Dallas Howard's still around. That's all that matters. Yeah. They could kill both of those characters now and that would be okay. <gasps> oh. Kill Star Lord? Except in the body. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to disagree on Pratt. If you don't have him, who do you replace him with? You don't need anyone. It's Paul Rudd. eating people. That's <laughs> all you need. Any Marvel funny leading man can be in the Jurassic Park franchise. Give me give me Paul Rudd or Chris Pratt in any movie and I'm there. They're the just amazing and I'll watch them every day of the week. 
Yeah, okay. I do like them both ways. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they're pretty good. Yeah, they are. All right, let's move on. Uh, last segment, we're going to do franchises that we hope die. Uh, this is, we talked about this beforehand. We picked three, uh, and we'll just go around um, and talk about why we don't like them and when we think they should have died. The first is, um, and listeners, you've probably seen this coming throughout the whole thing. The first is Transformers. Um, they are five movies in with a Bumblebee movie coming up this year or next year. Solo uh, movie. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't I don't get why Bumblebee's not interesting. He can't talk. I was gonna say um, they do it on um, Optimus. Yeah, I would much rather watch Optimus Prime. He's got a badass truck, uh he's been in space and he's got a sword. Yeah. Bumblebee is not interesting. As a standalone character, no. I don't even know if he's interesting within the the movies. He's not. In the first one, he was cool because that's when the Camaro would first come out. And everything. Camaro, yeah. Nice to see the car. <laughs> the Camaro. But the car was cool. I don't know that the character was cool. It's a talking car. Knight Rider did it then. Is, is, okay, is... Knight Rider would actually be with really with cool. Mr. Feeny as the voice of Knight Rider. I'll take Feeny over Preach. any other uh, car voice. Preach it. How he's not like a a, a voice for the Waze app? I have no idea. <laughs> like oh, that would be great. And everybody, you don't have him. Yeah. So what was the point that uh, that you guys were out on Transformers? I think End of the second movie. movie. End of the second one. With with the robot balls? Yeah, I was oh, good. Yeah, I forgot about that. They have some of the yeah. most childish jokes that I've, I've seen children not laugh at and get angry at. Like, that's what you think of me? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they have some of the worst examples of that I've, I've, I've seen. Second movie, I was out. Two was very bad. I kind of liked three, um, and and I thought, all right, you know, they're they're kind of rebounding a little bit. And then the fourth one, it was supposed to have the Dinobots in it, um, which I was waiting for. And then they turned out to not be as cool as they could have been. And uh, Mark Wahlberg, like he kind of seemed like he doesn't actually know what a robot or a transformer is, and didn't care. Like he was just there to get a paycheck. Yeah. Um, T.J. Miller was really good in it, and then they killed him twenty minutes in. And then the, the fifth one, which while I was watching was the spark of, you know, genius to, to do this podcast about movie franchises that just need to die. It's like two hours and 45 minutes long. They bring the Knights of the Round Table in it. It is just a mess. Did, did you guys watch the fifth one? I no. no. <laughs> Stay the hell away from that oh, one. Oh, nope. yeah. you are so lucky. So they, they try and do this where they bring in these cool things like, all right, cars turning into robots is cool. Dinosaurs turning into robots is cool. The Knights of the Round Table as robots is cool. But they they have to spend like 60 to 70% of the movie explaining how this stuff is possible. And you just have um, Mark Wahlberg or uh, Anthony Hopkins sitting there talking for like an hour trying to tell me why... Optimus Prime was actually in the days of King Arthur, and I'm like, I don't care. I just want to see robots fight with swords. Right. I don't care why they're fighting with swords. I think that is why I checked out of Transformers, because they got away from the robots. It was just a whole bunch of, you know, humans filling, like, the rest of the the scenes. It, it, It sucked. 
Yeah, once once they brought Wahlberg in, it was like, all right, we're paying Wahlberg all this money. We've got to pay attention to him and and give him room to work. And it's like that that's not what's interesting about this movie. But Shia can... LaBeouf was. Good. I'm sorry. Shia LaBeouf was good because he he wasn't a star at that point. Like he had done even Stevens and he'd done a couple smaller movies, um, but he wasn't a star. So you, he could take a backseat to the robots. Mark Wahlberg at this point in his career is a star and he, it, you have to, if you're going to pay him as much as you have to pay him to be in a movie, you have to feature him in the movie. Right. But I, I think they could have paid him and just in, in the product placement money, really this whole, that's true. Could have been from product placement. Question though, would the Transformers yep. movies be better if Michael Bay wasn't directing them? Do you think another director could do them justice? Maybe. Maybe. Um like the franchise in its current form should die. I think we all get that. Yeah. Another director and, Okay. I don't know if it's Michael Bay though, because like the first one was pretty good. I really enjoyed the first one and a... parts of the second. I really enjoy Armageddon. I really enjoy Bad Boys Two and parts of Bad Boys. I, I don't know that it's Michael Bay by himself. I don't know how much control over he has over the script and the the story at large. That's, That's a good point. Yeah, because he those are some pretty fun movies yeah. to watch. And, so, and that's what these are supposed to be. They're supposed to just right. be fun. We don't need to get bogged down in storytelling in a movie about robot cars. Yeah. I think a different director could still do this justice, but in its current form, for whatever reason, it, it needs to get put down. Can't have it. Kill it. I agree. Next one, and we touched on this a little bit, uh, was the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um. I, I thought the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is pretty much a perfect movie. It's a little long, but it's super enjoyable for the whole time. It tells a good story. The characters are great. Um, and the the kind of twist ending of, you know, which side is Jack Sparrow going to choose is good. You know, it's it, the whole the whole movie's good. It's as enjoyable watching it now yeah. c compared to when I watched it when it first came out. Like the the it, it hasn't dropped enjoyment for me. I think. Oh yeah, it's def it's definitely rewatchable over and over again, and it it tells enough of a complete story where it didn't need parts two and three to sure. to fall back on. Right. And I think the problem is that they wanted to do two and three. They saw that they had uh, essentially a cash cow with one, mm -hmm. so you're not just going to leave it there. Yeah. You're going to see how much you can get out of it. So you get two and you get three and then Orlando Bloom and uh, Keira Knightley leave and you have four and then you come back with five. And It's not... Did your... Orlando Bloom and Keira Knightley come back for five or did they just do the younger versions of themselves? Orlando Bloom came back for five? I think Keira Knightley did not come back. I think Orlando Bloom came back. I might be mistaken. I don't know either. I, I liked two and three were good. Um, they they got a bit long too. I don't know why when they make sequels they feel like they have to make them longer and longer each time. Like the first one was almost two and a half hours long, and then by the third one it was almost three hours. It's like I don't. Every movie. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What do you? What new story are you introducing at this point that you need an extra forty five minutes to tell? Right. I, I agree with that. Uh, I liked all three of the first. You know, the first three movies. Um. I did think the long, the third one was extremely drawn out. They could have cut that 
probably by the quarter off the end of that one. They didn't need so much of the drama. Um, two, eh, I, I kind of get why they had that one there, but I could have gone without most of that story as well. Uh, four, I've is two the one with Davy Jones or is that three? That's two. That's two. Two introduces them and then three will stabs the heart right. Yeah, and turns into him. Yeah. I haven't seen those in a while. Four was bad, and they, they, like you said, they dropped Karen Knightley and Orlando Bloom, and and honestly, like Jack Sparrow is the the money maker, but without those two characters, it it the movies lose their charm. Like they they grounded the movie more. It was all the the character dynamics within those three main characters that mm-hmm. we focused on, so that was kind of what built the movie in the first place. Yeah, right. and the last one where they're trying to, I think, at some level. Um, bring like some celebrity. Like I don't know why Paul McCartney's in this movie. Paul McCartney's in the fourth one or fifth one? Fifth one, yeah. Oh. He has a character poster in the fifth one. Like they promoted. Yeah, well, because Keith Richards was in the third one. Yeah, as Jack Sparrow's dad. But like, so yeah, Paul, Paul McCartney needs money too, I guess. I guess that Kanye collaboration didn't didn't pay dividends for him. <laughs> he still needed some money. But it's a shame that something that started out was such great, yeah. Brownies in such a great movie, has just great fallen family off. Family fun movie. So it yeah. was so good. Yeah, I might have to go home and watch that when I get back. <laughs> All right, so we we agree. First three were good. Should have died there. Nobody yeah. have Have you guys seen the fifth? No. 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 Okay. <laughs> I got I got to the hotel early today. I was going to watch the fifth, and I ended up watching reruns of Friends instead. <laughs> so that's how excited I am to see the the fifth one. Nothing wrong with that. Alright, our last franchise that just needs to die is Terminator. And I'm sorry to say it because Terminator One and Terminator Two Classics are two of the best sci fi movies ever. And that's I awesome. actually like the first one better than the I know uh popular theory is the second one's better, but I like the first one better. Yeah. Um the second one better myself. Yeah, there's no like wrong answer to that. They're both really good movies. Well, the yeah. first, okay, I didn't like the effects in the first one, but I understand it was like in the '80s, so I mean, the technology wasn't there at the time, so it yep. gets a pass on all that. The story was great, and no, did that... you see the effects in Terminator Genesis? Like those aren't good either. <laughs> you no, say... those are terrible. I'm very glad you say it like that. I say it like that too. That's how it's spelled. I don't, I don't know how to say it. It's spelled funny. <laughs> And they had just though the the problem though is that when they did the first two, they were explaining um why Arnold Schwarzenegger is is protecting the the, the kid John Connor. They they kind of go into detail as to like why the story of the movie is happening. And then in Genesis or Genesis, whatever it's called, John Connor asks him, "So why were you reprogrammed to help the resistance?" And he just says, "Those files have been erased." You don't get to point out that you didn't write a reason and then think that's like yeah. a, for not writing a reason. Your your whole main driver of the story isn't there. And and that doesn't seem to bother you. Um it was just Well, and then they flipped John Connor into a villain and so they've they've tried three times to kind of reboot this. They did it in the mid two thousands with Terminator three with the, the sexy lady Terminator going up against Arnold. And yeah. Arnold's actually still Pretty, he was able to hang in that movie, and that one's not terrible, but it's not good. Um, so then we get to. It was pretty good. You like the third one? 
the action in the third one was okay. Yeah. Problem with that. The story. No, yeah, it. It didn't make sense. Yeah, it holds it holds up more than most of the others. And then Salvation, they try to do it again. They show us the future. Salvation feels like one of those movies where they were like, they had a script for a different movie, and then all of a sudden the studio's like, nah, let's make it a Terminator movie instead. So they just had to mix in a bunch of Terminator stuff. Because yeah. that could have been a good movie with Christian Bale and, um, shit, what's the kid's name? Anton Yelchin. Like, yeah. that could have been a good movie. If you put those guys in, like, a sci-fi futuristic movie... That's probably a good movie. You don't have to shoehorn in the Terminator. I, I right. actually think that's a perfect description of that because that's exactly how I felt when I watched it the first time. I was like, this doesn't seem like part of the Terminator franchise. So, yeah. And then when Genesis comes out, they tote the guy who plays John Connor, like as John Connor, and then on the poster, you see him as part Terminator. So you're ruining yeah, your so entire movie. You ruin your twist. That's not a good twist anyways because John Connor can't be a Terminator. Like, John Connor has to be the hero. That, that's right. the whole point of Terminator. So, And yeah. I'm usually not big on you're ruining this character like Star Wars fans are right now, like with Luke Skywalker. Like, I, I usually don't like that, but, like, the whole point of the first five movies is John Connor, John Connor. Right. It, start to finish, that just wasn't – that wasn't the reboot that the series needed. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't need another one. I think we're done. Let's acknowledge the first two exist and we'll, or the, let's acknowledge the first two are great and the remainder exist, but we don't have to do another one. Yeah. Well, and then on its course. do you guys see they're making another one? Uh, they're bringing Linda Hamilton back as uh, Sarah Connor. And I think it's due out next year. So they're, they're trying again, again. Mm. They'll learn once we, Stop showing up. That's the problem. People are still going to show up. Okay. Well, I hope they all enjoy that, but it, it probably won't go very well. But but we want it to die. Yes, hundred percent. The problem is I'm I'm still going to watch it because I have to. <laughs> you've seen the you've seen the ones leading up to it. You got to finish the series now. That's I got to finish it. And until they actually, what what I won't see is Bumblebee because that's that's something different. Yeah. Unless it somehow gets rave reviews, I'm not going to it. Be amazing if that did. That would be odd. It'd be so weird if that actually got rave reviews. I would assume it was a so. Goof. Josh, uh-huh. you're a horror fan. Um, I'm not big into horror, but one of the horror franchises that I like is the Halloween franchise. What do you think about the reboot that they're doing on that, where they're basically saying none of the other movies exist except the first Halloween? Uh, no, nah, I think they have to stick to the main storyline on that. But that's actually one I hope they kill. They we don't need another horror, uh, another uh, Halloween movie. Thing. No, go back and watch the first one. It holds up. Mm. No, you don't think so? I don't think they need to continue that. I think they've killed them enough times like they don't need to do it again. Yeah, I can see that. Well, that's what I'm saying. If, like, don't make a new one. Make us watch the old one. I, that's something that they, I think they could do with horror movies is just like ones that actually were successful – Replay them, they re-release them in theaters. People would show up for that, and they would pay money to see like Halloween on a big screen on Halloween. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. They don't listen to me when I tell them my ideas. I don't know why. You say them with such confidence and, and such. You bring you bring your facts behind them, and they don't even seem to care. It's like they're not even hearing us. They they probably aren't hearing us. That, well, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of horror movies, though, another one, another franchise that really should just die and probably should have been dead maybe five years ago, the Saw franchise. 
That... Oh, I love the Saw franchise. That's the only that's the only one I'm in on. I haven't seen the last one yet, but like that's that's the only franchise that I've seen every episode. With that one, after they kill Jigsaw, what's the point of having it? It's, it's kind of no. Well, he's got so many helpers though. Point. The guy from the first movie ended up helping him in the seventh movie. It all comes full circle. Yeah, no. Full G no. circle. Not buying that one. It's, no, because that one was kind of the the, the first one was really good. It was well thought out. It kind of showed Jigsaw's brilliance and how he planned out the whole entire scenario and how he pretty much thought of everything. That was great. I was so scared of getting kidnapped by somebody in a pig mask for like a year after I saw that movie. Yeah, I was so scared was. about doing that. <laughs> That's still frightening. I'm scared of it, but it doesn't like haunt my dreams anymore. Okay. Bloody show off. Okay, cool. And I think after the, I'm say after the fourth one, they should have probably just stopped making Saw movies altogether. It was no need for it. I think they're gonna keep making Saw movies until they can use the tagline "Getting Jiggy with It," and then at that point they're done. But they got to do at least one of those. Starring Will Smith. Exactly right. See, boom. <laughs> there we go. Two moves. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you I hope Hollywood's listening? We've given them lots of good ideas today. Oh the. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're saying you don't want to do Big no. Willie style? No. Because that's that, how we do it. That died in 2002. Okay. okay. For some. some of us well, that, that's giving it a lot of credit. You're giving it four years of being yeah. alive. I don't want to call you out on that, but yeah, 2002. That's like, at that point, no more. Getting jiggy with it died once the song was over. Like, that three-minute window. And then for some reason... That we, was it. First time it hit the radio, three minutes later, it's it's done. Yeah, we were yeah, like, yeah, okay. Kind of no, I think I get it. I think I get it. We, we can change the station. Yeah. I think I get what this guy does. Oh, man. Let's see. So do we have any other franchises that we think should die? Um, What do we got? Those were all the ones that we had talked about. The ones that we didn't hit on were Born... Um, which I, I was out after the fourth one. I didn't, with, uh, Jeremy Renner. I didn't really like that one. And the fifth one's burning a hole in my hard drive too. I'm waiting to hate watch that one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I hated those last two. I hate the Jeremy Renner one because yeah, he didn't need to be a part of the board franchise at all. And the last I realized one. realized I'm not a big Renner fan. No. <laughs> Is it because Hawkeye is useless? <laughs> Hawkeye could be useful. Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is useless. I accept that. I can accept that. You could give Hawkeye a lot of things to do. A guy that doesn't miss with a bow and arrow, you can give him a lot of things to do other than, hey, go stand on the corner of that building and maybe shoot something if it goes by you. But in the Marvel Universe, uh, he's kind of useless. He's, yeah. Like most of the cops in any of those scenes. Useless. Yeah. Aliens Set up a perimeter because uh, the aliens aren't going to just crash through your perimeter. Don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, should we head to like an open field in Kansas or something? Nah, downtown New York is fine. Don't worry. What civilian casualties? Tony, Tony Stark will pay for it all. It's good. Yeah. With his renewable energy source that's been eight movies in the making or whatever it was and hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. I hate everything. There's a number of problems we can throw into that, but I don't think that... This isn't. No, the, I, don't, I don't feel like picking apart the MCU. I, I like it too much. This isn't the yeah, and 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 this isn't the episode for that. No, um, Die Hard. I think that one's actually dead now. Yes, because what gave the Die Hard the the good Die Hard movies what gave them their 
great qualities was that they are a, in a contained single space for the duration of the movie, and you are one lone policeman against a sea of terrorists, really. One lone human yeah. policeman. And you get to be this guy who's like jumping out of helicopters and fighting. The, yeah, it, it, it's not the same. In 4 and 5, Bruce Willis basically took on his character from Unbreakable, yeah. as opposed to just being a human who bleeds. Right. Well, wasn't 4 when he like shot the police car at the helicopter and all that? Yeah. Was yep. That... Yep. Okay. That was the one. Actually, can I ask you not to bring that up again, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was it. I kind of liked 4. It was... It was a dumb action in the way of Fast and the Furious, and I hadn't. Uh, yeah. That was actually the first Die Hard movie I'd seen. I've gone back and watched the others now, but it was just like, all right, I like Justin Long. He's funny and quippy, and if if I'm not expecting Bruce Willis to just be a normal human, then I can accept that he's a superhero. So, yeah, I guess that's fair. Can't wait for him to name it. No, he's the the M Night Shyamalan is going to build his own extended universe and just keep uh, throwing those out. Yeah, he's yeah. working on that. To be honest, yeah, I'm actually really excited for that for uh, Glass. It should be fun. I, I I I have to catch up on Split. I hadn't seen Split yet. Split is really good. That was actually a good movie. Heard good things. Yeah. So I went. I went with my wife and some other people, and they didn't like it because the twist was. And I, I don't. Am I going to spoil the twist for you, or do you know it already? Um, I you already don't... know it because you brought it up in this conversation. Basically, that it exists in the same world as Unbreakable. Okay. Okay. Then yes, I do. So, so we're all sitting there, you know, waiting for the twist, waiting for the twist, and that comes out as the twi- the M Night Shyamalan twist is this exists in the same world, and everybody else I was with was just so mad that that was the twist, and I'm like, that's awesome. Yes, more superheroes, more supervillains. Let's do it. Yeah, it's going to be great. Unbelievable. But yeah, uh, uh, when they when they bring those together, it should be a good movie. I'm I'm excited to, to see Split. It's on my hard job as we speak. Go watch it. And then the last one I had on my list was Planet of the Apes. And this is one actually that I don't hope dies. I, I liked all the movies from the 60s, and I like all the ones they're making now. Um, this is one that, that they do, they realize that it's about the apes, it's not about the people, so they make it, they focus more on the apes rising up into power than how the people are dealing with it. Right. I agree. Uh, seeing the most recent ones where Andy Serkis is um, Caesar, um, th- they've all been really well thought out in story-driven movies, and that's a pretty good recipe for making a, a good movie, especially mm-hmm. a good franchise movie. I think the only thing... Did I you guys see... Oh, go ahead. The, the only problem I have with the Planet of the, Planet of the Apes movies is probably the titles. Like, they had, went Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and then... Rise, Rise of the Planet of the, Planet of the Apes, Apes, War for they're the Planet about, They're a bit long. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you guys see... Did you ever watch the 60s ones? Those were actually really good. I have not. I, I love those. I haven't gone They're back. really good. If if you can accept that the, graph, that the effects and the makeup is cheesy, and move past that, then they're actually really good and it tells it kind of a good, complete story. Yeah. I mean, for for the time that they were made, I, I thought they were still pretty good. Well, yeah, that, that's all you can do. In 1968, that's what you can do. You dress a person up in a plastic mask and a fursuit. Yeah. So, and truth be told, I think the story was pretty original, too. I kind of wish we would go back to like more original storytelling and 
Hollywood right now because we're kind of just getting a bunch of remakes, sequels, and reboots. So pretty much. Yeah. That's why we're talking about the franchises that need to die. Yeah. Once they hear us, they'll follow our advice. Exactly. Hollywood, yeah. listen. That's all I've got. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? No. We can talk more about Will Smith's uh, music career if you want. So get jiggy with it was really the pinnacle <laughs> of, of, of jigginess in America. No, I'm out. That's okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. This was a good uh, good topic. We... Um, I think we got to the to the heart of the the issue with Hollywood now. Only if they'll listen to us, exactly. they'll uh, they'll come around to it. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Really fun. Thanks. Good time. Thanks a lot. Check out the Soul Bread Podcast wherever you find podcasts. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, check out a podcast about something wherever you listen to podcasts, and on Twitter at APA something. Um, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Thanks, thanks, guys. Appreciate thanks. it. And now it's time to. For tonight's two-minute ISO, I want to talk about the hashtag Potter Family on Twitter. Um, this is, I explained it a little a couple episodes ago, but I just wanted to, you know, go in a little more detail on of how helpful these people on Twitter are. It's um, basically just this family that's been created by uh, the small guy podcasters on Twitter and, um we just help each other out however we can um whenever we tweet something new you know we hashtag it with potter and family and we're hoping that you know other people who are searching that hashtag uh who run their own podcast will retweet um it's been great finding guests through that and um just you know becoming part of this community that i didn't know existed and um it's just this great super helpful community that um you know, everyone is just trying to win and everyone's trying to get listeners and everybody's trying to help each other win and help each other get listeners. And it's really cool to be a part of. And, you know, I'm really excited that I get to be a part of it and that I get to share with you guys and with them everything that I'm doing and that they that I that they can share with me everything that they're doing. Um, Cause it's really cool to learn from other podcasters what they're doing, what works, what doesn't work. Um, it, it's cool to see what topics they're talking about, if there's crossover in topics, like I said, you know, find opportunities for guests, things like that. And it's just been really cool to be involved in the Potter and family, and I'm really excited that I get to be a part of it. Um, I want to give a couple specific shout-outs to the Conspired podcast. Um, they're a great paranormal conspiracy uh, true crime podcast. Give them a lesson. Uh, we go back and forth a lot on Twitter and uh, help each other out as much as possible. Uh, another one of Glenn thinks stuff. This is just this dude Glenn who basically just thinks stuff. Um, he he's got a podcast out there. Check him out um, or check him out on Twitter at Glenn thinks stuff. And um, you just get to hear his, his random or specific thoughts. Uh, he's going to be a guest in the future as well. And uh, so is Conspired, and you know I'm looking forward to doing shows with those guys because they come at everything from a different angle than I do. And um, like like I was saying about Glenn, he just he'll go for like an hour. Like I can barely do the the two minute ISO by myself, but he'll do an hour of himself of just all the things he's thought since the last episode. And it's really cool to listen to the things he thinks about and uh, kind of reflect on them myself. 
Uh, so give him a listen. And uh, another one is the uh, For Better or Worse pod, which we've run promos for them before. They're uh, a husband and wife team who watch movies together, and uh, they, they come at movies from a different uh, perspective because usually it's one of them seen it and the other one hasn't, and then they kind of debate the movie, and it's usually older movies that you know people have seen before, so it's a cool twist on watching movies uh, with somebody who hasn't seen them before. And uh, again, they'll probably be a guest in the future at some point. Um, some other ones, the Mixed Media Forest, uh, he's doing great things. Check him out. Uh, BSP, Believer, Skeptic Podcast, check them out. Um, IMDB Journey is a great one that's out there. Boar Meets World, uh, they are going episode by episode uh, through Boy Meets World, which is one of my favorite shows, uh, so it's great to listen to them. Um, Let Me Bend Your Ear, those guys are from nearby in Orlando. It's uh, great to to listen to them and uh, hear their spin on things. The Trailer Junkies podcast, Zero Supervision Comics, that's a great one. Uh, the Basket Kate's podcast. He's he's going through some stuff right now, so help him out if you can. If you find him on Twitter, uh, Movie Geek and Proud. That's another great one. Really, just just check all these things out. Like I said, search hashtag Potter and Family on Twitter, and you will never be without content to listen to again. Um, that's all I got for today. Uh, make sure you, if you're on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review a podcast about something. Um, you can email me with questions or topic ideas, anything like that. Again, it's a podcast about something at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at APA something and, uh, listen, you know, you're obviously listening now. So just keep listening on whatever, uh, listening service you're listening to. Uh, if there's a specific service that you like that, my podcast isn't on let me know i'll make sure i get on it i'm working on spotify still hopefully coming soon there as always the music on a podcast about something is provided by those cats check out those cats on twitter or Bandcamp or wherever you find your music you can find them they've got a couple albums out there uh, so check out those cats that's it for today stay classy Bye.